It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda. A double shot of Catholicism and conversation to start your day off right. On the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. The summer wind came blowing in from across the sea. It lingered there to touch your hair and walk with me. All summer long we sang a song and then we strolled that golden sand. Two sweethearts and the summer wind. A very good Wednesday morning to you, June 21st, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this first day of summer. Frank right there, isn't that awesome? Nobody does that better. Wow, I I am ready for this day now. That is just fantastic. To be exact, 7.57 a.m. is when the summer wind comes blowing in as Frank sings. That's perfect because that's right at the time we start Awaken the Saints. So we're going to remember that (laughs) and we're going to wait for that wind to blow across the, the... Sylvan Hill. Yes. And we know that uh, it is the summer. Summer is here. <laughs> and by the way, it looks like a summer forecast. I love it. Right on through the weekend. It's going to be nice. In fact, I think it even ticked up a little bit, uh, a couple more degrees for tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, we're going to have some great weather. And, you know, I've told more people this. Look, we put up with a lot of rain up here, shower and gray days. And that is because... Nowhere else in the U.S. has a more beautiful summer. We have great summers. No humidity, not a lot of bugs, really, for the most part, warm temperatures. We don't get scorching heat for days on end. Well, mostly. Mostly. (laughs) We've we've had those recently where we've had those uh, scorching days. But for the most part, you are correct. Yeah, so. Very pleasant summer. And the temperatures this uh, remaining of the week and the weekend are just perfect for that. We're talking upper 70s, low 80s, just, yeah, just right there. So if you were to pick out like the perfect summer thing to do in the Portland area, what do you tend to always want to go back to and and, yeah. and try to do again? Uh, that's a good question because there's lots of things to do in the summer. I would say a couple of things. Okay. Number one, uh, going just on a day hike somewhere uh-huh. and finishing off at a nice pub somewhere. Perfect. Sitting outside. That's it. Yeah. Sitting, sitting outside, outside eating. After is... a nice uh, nice hike locally, wherever you want to go. There's lots of different places you can go hike. A lot of different pubs you can certainly go to and sit outside when you're done. The other thing, too, I would say that uh, we really enjoy during the summer, which we just did recently, and that's going to an outdoor concert oh, in the evening. Th- I'm with you. Yeah, that's always such an enjoyable part, enjoyable part of summer to do that. Okay. So, so those two things, I would say, just locally, 
Uh, you know, I love going to the beach during the summer too, and you know, hanging out at the ocean. I mean, we're so blessed here because you oh. can go to the desert, the ocean, mountains, wherever you want to go. We a got it. Short drive too, and a it's short drive. It's not like you got to yeah. drive a long way exactly. to get there. Shh, don't tell anybody that. Okay, only the people here. <laughs> only the people. Everybody here. in Portland, Vancouver area. <laughs> that's right. Let's keep it to ourselves. Let's let's keep it to ourselves. No, got that's it. great. But I, how about you? Uh, I I think I'm kind of with you. My latest has been I I enjoy. A wonderful meal uh, outside yeah. at a restaurant. It's just, I think, just along the river, Yeah, I think, is a lot of fun. Heading our camping thing has really ticked up the last couple of mm-hmm. years. And mm-hmm. we've been finding some great spots. And we don't even necessarily have to drive far. No. We just drive over to Troutdale off the Sandy River. There's a campground there. It's a great weekender. You don't have to drive a long yeah, way to get right. back and forth. and. Just to get away from the regular you know, routine. Sure. And uh, it's enjoyable for sure. I did take exception when you pulled the trailer into that backyard one night and just hey, camped there. Hi, David. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Just plug it in. <laughs> Can I right. borrow your electricity? <laughs> sure. There's the plug right over there. But yeah, no, that's a, you're right. And you don't have to go far. So anyway, it is the summer. The summer is here in like an hour. But uh, hey, it's close enough. Close what do you, enough. Yeah. What do you have coming up today? Well, its dollar value is unknown, but sentimentally, it is priceless. And now the cross worn by Pope Benedict is in the hands of a thief. Mm. Give it back. Yeah. I'll tell you about it. All right. Well, have the latest, too, on the search for that submissible that went down searching for the Titanic. So details there, the latest. So we got a great show for you on this first day of summer. Here's Sarah Kroger. I will pour out my heart. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend at Mater Day Radio. My soul will sing with hope in the Lord. There is nothing that could take away my soul. He is my salvation. I will not be shaken.
And that is Sarah Kroger, I Will Pour Out My Heart. It is 710 at Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on the morning blend on this very first day of summer that arrives in just about an hour. So looking forward to that. But before that, you're going to hear about a capital campaign underway at St. Peter's Catholic Church in Newburgh. We'll do that right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Day Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. Say yes to God and celebrate life with Mater Dei Radio and the Hail Mary Media app. We're uniting with the Archdiocese of Portland and praying a new Celebrate Life Novena leading up to a Celebrate Life Mass with Archbishop Alexander Sample on Sunday, June 25th at St. Mary's Cathedral of the Immaculate Conception. A Rosary for Life will be prayed before Mass and the Christ the King Children's Choir will sing. Inspire a culture of life with the new Celebrate Life Novena, available online at MatredeRadio.com and on the Hail Mary Media app. Each day contains a stirring reflection to help you become what Pope St. John Paul II called a genuine witness who embodies a culture of life through obedience to God's plan and support of families. Say yes to God and join us in this special novena prayer now on the Hail Mary Media app and Matre Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 7.13 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, welcome, Summer. It is good to see you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a beautiful day and a long one, David. It's yeah. the longest day of the year. Sunrise was at 5.21 this morning. Sunset, 9.03. All right. That's nearly 16 hours of daylight <laughs> that's, today. That's a lot of daylight. 
Expect dry skies and a pleasant afternoon. Highs today resting right around 76 degrees. Overnight, we cool down to the middle 50s. Then tomorrow, it really begins to warm up. Full sunshine day and highs climbing to about 86 degrees. Warmer conditions going to stick around through the weekend. All right, sounds beautiful. Currently 53 degrees at Holy Cross Church in Portland. It's 51 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, St. Peter Catholic Church in Newburgh has embarked on a capital campaign titled Fulfilling the Promise, Whatever God Has Promised, He Is Able to Perform. Leading the campaign may be a familiar name to modern-day radio listeners. Joining us this morning to fill us in is Jim Seymour. Hey, good morning, Jim. How are you today? Good morning, David. I am great. Thank you so much for having me. Well, yeah, I appreciate you jumping on with us. Uh, I know we uh, talked or shared some emails yesterday about bringing you on, and so really happy to have you with us. And I'm trying to think, I'm going back, and I know you've been on Day Radio in the past, and it may be when you were still the Executive Director of Catholic Community Services of the Mid-Willamette Valley. Does that ring a bell with you? <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, how, how long were the—you were the executive director there for quite a while. Well, I worked there for 49 years, and I was the executive director the last 30 years of that. So a long, long, wonderful career with— uh, Catholic Community Services. Man, I undersold that. I, I said for a while, 30 years. That's that's more than a while. <laughs> yes, yes. It was a wonderful time. A lot of, you know, a lot of people struggling, but in the name of the church, being able to minister to those needs um, is just a yeah, yeah, I felt very blessed, yeah. very blessed by it. Wonderful services, no doubt about that. And so now here you are on a new journey. You are a parishioner at uh, St. Peter's Catholic Church in Newburgh, and you were chairing their capital campaign, as I mentioned. The title of that is Fulfilling the Promise. So I have not had the pleasure or the honor to have attended a Mass at St. Peter's Church, so certainly very familiar with Newburgh, driving through on 99W. Where is the church? Well, we're right on Main Street. Okay. Uh, we used to be out on my on a street called Wynuski, is kind of uh, south of town, and now we're kind of on the north side of town. It's a beautiful piece of property that was donated to us over 20 years ago. We raised the money at that time uh, to build um, a church and uh, a social hall and the classrooms. And we were able to build the social hall and the classrooms. But for over 20 years, we've been working towards being able to actually complete the church so that we would be able to worship all together. Right now, sometimes our masses are split. Some of us are not able to actually be in the sanctuary together and we just feel like now is the time to fulfill that promise to to get this church built. No, that's great. And so I guess uh, let our listeners know uh, about the project and some of the elements that will go into it as far as the structure, what you're building. It's a very traditional Catholic church, a very simple design. Um, and it's designed in that manner to really kind of support and um, I don't know what the right word is uh, f- for me. It's just imagining th- this spiritual journey of recognizing our need for God, our sinfulness, and you know the coming in 
with the baptismal font and the confessional and, and right up front, and then being able to come where we're enlightened by the Word of God, where we're in the sanctuary together, all to, all together, and then that communion with God, being able to, in the front, um, uh, receive, you know, the, the, the sacrament uh, of communion. So the, the church is designed, again, in this very beautiful but very simple um, way. And I've heard Archbishop uh, Sample talk about these three values of truth, goodness, and beauty. And uh, we've had simplicity, and that that's how this new church is going to be. And we really believe it's going to be, you know, Newburgh's a growing community, and we want it to be welcoming to people who may be searching uh, either to return to the faith or maybe, like like myself, I'm a, a convert. I was baptized into the Catholic faith uh on uh, when I was 19 years old with my with my oldest daughter, she mm. she and I were baptized together in Tillamook, and you know that changed my whole life. It, it changed the whole trajectory of my life. The relationship through Christ that that the church brought me into, and then the teachings that allowed me to figure out how to how to navigate life that that sometimes can be so difficult. And so that's what we want for. The folks in Newburgh um, to to be able to be a ministry that just welcomes people in with that truth, goodness, and beauty, and so I'm, I'm probably going on too much. No, no, that's wonderful. It's a great. It's a great story. Again, we're speaking with Jim Seymour. He is the chairperson of the Saint Peter Catholic Church Capital Campaign in Newburgh. The title. Fulfilling the Promise. I I like this, too. I was reading some of the materials on the campaign, Jim, and you're quoted in in one of the statements on the materials that says, I will never forget the first time my Grandma Bell took me to a Catholic church. I felt a sense of awe. Beautiful (laughs) statement. So, yeah, explain that a little bit more. Yeah, my, my Grandma Bell and my Grandpa Bell raised my brother and my sister and I a lot. My um, my parents struggled, and so when things were really bad, we'd go live with Grandma and Grandpa Bill. And so when I was with them, Grandma would take me to church. And I just just remember going in, and, you know, I was kind of a squirrely kid, but I would get in there, and I would just have this sense. And I still have my grandma's rosary, but she would come and we would kneel and she would pray the rosary. And I just, I don't know how to explain it, that it was just a sense of awe um, in the beauty of the church. And so it was just an incredible experience um, that I, that I, you know, this never forget. Mm, that That is beautiful. And I think too, you, you kind of explain that with the campaign for St. Peter's Church and you want people to feel that when they come into the church. You want them to have that sense of awe, and it sounds like that's kind of what you're building into this campaign. Yes, yes. It's, you know, it's, it's wonderful that we have this social hall that we've been able to worship in for the last 20 years, but it really is, you know, the promise from the beginning was to build this church. And, um, you know, we're a parish. Our annual giving is is four hundred thousand dollars a year and we've raised 2.3 million dollars towards this which you know i am told is really incredible especially yeah. in these in these times but with the cost right now the, the the cost of this parish even though it is a very simple design 
it's going to be about $4.5 million. Mm-hmm. And so we're really looking, you know, to the, the broader Catholic community to be able to help us uh, r- wrap up this capital campaign and actually be- begin construction on yeah. the church. Wonderful. And I wanted to mention, too, your your priest there is Father Martin Tavares. Yes, yes. He's just a wonderful homilist. Uh, he's really brought our Hispanic and our Anglo community together in beautiful ways. Um we have a lot of students from George Fox University who come to the masses um, and are just blessed by by Father's homilies. And, you know, it was him. He's the one that r- really felt um, inspired, I guess, to, mm. to, to take on the leadership role of building a new church. So we're very grateful to him that uh, he is there and and leading our community. That's fantastic. Again, if you want to learn more about this capital campaign, go to St. Peter's website. It's stpeternewberg.org, stpeternewberg.org, stpeternewberg.org is the website. You've got some wonderful photos, renderings there. You can learn about more, and their capital campaign, again, it is titled Fulfilling the Promise. Jim Seymour, the chairperson for the capital campaign. Jim, great to talk with you again. Always enjoy it, and uh, we'll, we'll touch base with you later, see how the campaign is going. Thank you, David. I appreciate it very much. Hey, hey God bless you. Have a great summer. You too. Bye-bye. It is 723 here at Mater Day Radio. It's an incredible experience to be part of a building generation yeah. in the life of a parish. Uh, we did that uh, when we were living in a small town in Humboldt County. Uh, we built a, a parish. They had been meeting for decades yeah. in, in the gymnasium sure. and built a church. The sense of ownership and belonging and really going, you know, we did this work so Catholic faith can continue in this area. So all of the best wishes to them. If you want to hear that again, that interview or find out information, I'm going to add the link that Jim was talking about on the podcast of that interview. You're going to find that link at materdayradio.com. And of course, download the free Hail Mary media app. You'll have access to so many things, including that podcast. Again, more information, materdayradio.com. Support for Materday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hello, this is Emily Jaminette with A Mother's Moment. One of the most important lessons every mother can admit is that we're not perfect. It is easy to see your faults daily as you strive to be a Catholic parent in a non-Catholic culture. One of the greatest blessings about being a Catholic mother is knowing the power of forgiveness. I have found that confession is healing, strengthening, and grace-filled. To be able to admit your faults after examining your conscience is not scary, but rather enlightening. Unfortunately, as mothers, we are under a great deal of stress from the lack of sleep, demands of family life, and the daily adjustment to our Catholic vocation. Our sins can hold us back from being the woman of God wants us to be and leaving us feeling unqualified to speak about God's holy plan for Christian family life. Consider going to confession at your local parish monthly and make it a family habit. 
In Matthew 19, Jesus tells Peter, our first pope, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loosen on earth shall be loosened in heaven. Ultimately, what could be better than loosening the grip of sin in our lives? Let us pray. Dear Jesus, please help us to make it to confession regularly. Amen. And may we be a light to the world by being a clean-hearted mom. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Monterey Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Monterey Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at MonterreyRadio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. It is 727 at Mater Day Radio, and it is a summer tradition, the opening of the outdoor pools. Oh, all right. We'll have that for you in the news. And its dollar value is unknown, but sentimentally it is prices, but somebody... Went and took Pope Benedict's pectoral cross. Hmm. I'll tell you more about that coming up in three minutes. This is the thirsting and alone. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It doesn't matter what the world thinks of you. It doesn't matter if they call you a fool Cause there's a reason for this song I sing You're the one for whom my hands did bleed And I could never leave you alone So many times you think you're
The Thirsting and Alone. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. A pectoral cross bequeathed by the late Pope Benedict XVI to a parish on his native Bavaria has been stolen from the church where it was on display. According to Catholic News Agency, unknown perpetrators broke open a display case on the wall of St. Oswald's Church in the city of Traunstein during daylight hours Monday. Police said cash was also stolen from the cash register of a literature stand in the church. Now, the value of the cross to the tr- Catholic Church is not quantifiable, the police said. Now, according to a spokesman for the Archdiocese of Munich and Friesing, the late pontiff celebrated his first mass as a newly ordained priest at St. Oswald in 1951. Well, after a renovation in 2020, the cross was exhibited in the now broken display case. Mm, Went in and stole it in the middle of the day. That's what a shame. Sad to hear that. Hopefully and prayerfully, they're asking for the people around the area there they saw or heard anything to please let the police know. Mm. And perfectly, I hope they get that back. That's yeah. a very, uh, like I said, sentimentally valuable right. piece for that church. Hey, the first day of summer is here, and that means the city of Portland's outdoor pools are open for business beginning today. They will remain open through August 27th. So the outdoor pools include Creston, Grant, Ida B. Wells, Bar- Barnett, Montevilla, Peninsula, Pier, and Selwood. Admission is first come, first serve. Pool capacities will vary based on the current staffing levels. So for capacity questions, hours of operation, swim lessons, and more, just reach out to your neighborhood pool wherever you want to go, certainly. Daily admission prices vary depending on age, but usually run in that 4 to $5 range. 20 visit passes are also available that give you a little bit of a discount. So when our daughters were young, we would go to the uh, Ida B. Wells pool and okay. the, the girls could watch dad embarrass himself as he tried to do the perfect swan dive off the high board <laughs> and uh I, you, I thought i thought i was pretty good actually you were probably yes. at least 7.8 <laughs> i would right. imagine on the scorecards throughout the high throughout the low there's the score right there <laughs> A year ahead of the culmination of the U.S. Bishop's three-year Eucharistic Revival Initiative, the efforts have received a blessing from Pope Francis. In a private audience on June 19th, the Holy Father extended his apostolic blessing on the 10th National Congress that will take place from July 17th to the 21st, 2024. And on the monstrance that about 50 pilgrims will carry into the event. 
The U.S. bishops launched the National Eucharistic Revival Initiative in 2021. The first year was focused on the diocesan level. Now the second year, which launched earlier this month, is focused on the parish level. Then the final phase begins in May 2024 when 48 perpetual pilgrims spread out at four separate locations across the country will embark on a two-month pilgrimage to Indianapolis for the start of the National Eucharistic Congress. Pope Francis called the Congress a significant moment in the life of the U.S. Church. Now, Bishop Andrew Cousins of Crookston, chair of the National Eucharistic Congress, said Pope Francis' blessing on the Congress and monstrance is a wonderful gift. Now, Cousins is the chair of the USCCB Committee on Evangelization and Catechesis, said there are already about 25,000 people already signed up wow. to attend this Congress. He envisions reaching 75,000 potentially even more. It's awesome. Now, the U.S. Coast Guard says a Canadian aircraft has detected underwater noises during the search for a submersible that vanished while taking five people down to the wreck of the Titanic. As a result of the noises detected by the Canadian P-3 aircraft, search efforts have been relocated. Those searches had not found anything but are continuing Rescuers have been racing against the clock because even under the best of circumstances, the vessel could run out of oxygen by Thursday morning. In addition to an international array of ships and planes, an underwater robot had started searching in the vicinity of the Titanic, and there was a push to get salvage equipment to the scene in case the sub is found. The submersible had a four-day oxygen supply when it put to sea around 6 a.m. Sunday morning, according to David Kincannon, an advisor to OceanGate Expeditions, which oversaw the mission. Oregon state lawmakers returned to Salem on Tuesday and worked at a frenzied speed to make their way through a pile of policy and budget bills that had piled up during the six-week legislative walkout. OPB reports one of the big-ticket items on the list, a $1 billion commitment to fund Oregon's share of the mega project to replace the Interstate 5 bridge over the Columbia River connecting Portland and Vancouver. The Joint Committee on Ways and Means approved the funding for the project. Oregon and Washington now have the chance to leverage state funding to qualify for up to $2.5 billion in federal funding through the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Washington state lawmakers recently approved a $1 billion commitment to the project. Now, Oregon's commitment would now match that by carving out $252 million in general obligation bonds and an additional $750 million in debt over the next six years, and that totals the $1 billion. The project is estimated to cost about $6.3 billion in total. One day, Brenda. One day. It's going to happen. Get I, I in into the filing cabinet that potential drawbridge yes. project. It, it cannot happen that way. If we're going to go through this effort, it cannot uh, go okay. up and down. Uh, in sports, no rest for the weary when it comes to the Portland Timbers. 
Portland hosts Chicago Fire FC tonight at Providence Park. Start time, 7.30. So this will be the second of three matches in eight days for the Timbers, who entertain New York City FC on Saturday evening. The Fire have a quick turnaround, too, heading to Kansas City on Saturday, but they have had more time off prior to Wednesday, having last played on June 10th. Portland, on the other hand, was at San Jose this past Saturday, where they battled the earthquake to a 0-0 draw. Timbers have not allowed a goal in their last three matches, though. So uh, go Timbers. All right. On June 20th, the Synod of Bishops published a working document that is supposed to guide the first session of the Synod on the Church, scheduled for October of 2023. This instrumentum laboris is intended to help the Synodal Assembly's 370 members in their reflection on a more welcome and missionary church. The document includes more than 130 questions divided into 15 worksheets. Now, the document, uh, the authors explain that the October assembly is not expected to result in any concrete proposals, but one, a schematic presentation on how to carry out discernment during the synod. Entitled Conversations with the Spirit, this method proposes a spiritual journey alternating moments of silence, prayer, and listening with moments of dialogue and identification. So the diagram in the text explains the method of the conversation with the Spirit and outlines four stages and four moments for prayer. First, they say it begins with a personal preparation in prayer with the Holy Spirit. Then comes the meeting, which begins the moment with a moment of silence, prayer, and includes listening to the Word of God together. Then each one shares what has resonated most with him or her or what has been aroused the most resistance. And then lastly, a further period of prayer and silence, a dialogue takes place on the basis of what has emerged earlier in order to discern and gather the fruit of the conversation in the spirit. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And on Thursday at 3 o'clock, it's Catholic Bible Study at the Grotto happening in person and also live stream. Join Father Edgar Benedian for a weekly hour of Bible study, an opportunity to deepen your knowledge about the Word of God in the Sunday readings. Please bring your own Bible. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Well, it is Mary's Miracles. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. This is Brother Louis-Marie de Montfort. Please join me in praying to St. Benedict. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our Holy Father, blessed by God both in grace and in name, yielded His angelic spirit into the hands of His Creator, while standing in prayer with His hands raised to heaven. You have crowned Him, O Lord, with glory and honor. You have placed him over the works of your hands. 
Grant us perseverance in your holy service, O Lord, so that the people serving you in our days may increase both in merit and in number. May all the monks in the ranks of the saints join their intercessions to ours, so that you, Almighty Father, may hear us through Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And it is 7.43 at Mater Day Radio. You know, should we just sit here and count down the last 14 minutes till summer arrives? Oh, it's getting close, isn't it? <laughs> it is getting close. 7.57, the official start of summer. And today, perfect summer-like weather. Sunny skies, high of 76 degrees. Little clouds overnight tonight, low of 54. And then Thursday, big day of summer, sunny 85. How do you Ooh, like that? I'm and ready for that. Sunny, just beautiful right on through the weekend. Currently, it is 50 degrees at St. Peter's Catholic Church in Newburgh. And 52 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Eugene. Well, when you see photos of beautiful churches and shrines dedicated to our Blessed Mother, well, we often think of the grand architectures of Europe at Lourdes, even Fatima. But for many, an overseas trip to visit them, it's just not possible. Well, you don't have to travel overseas to discover our Blessed Mother's miraculous love for her children. In her new book, Mary's Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America, author Marion Amberg takes you to more than 50 shrines right here in the United States. Marion is joining us to tell us some more. Good morning, Marion. Thanks so much for joining the Morning Blend. Thank you so much. It's a joy to be with you. Well, Marion, you were like the Rick Steves of Catholic travel. How did you begin to put this travel guide together for Catholic Marion America? Well, when I was writing my first Catholic travel book that's um, called Monuments, Marvels, and Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America, I started noticing all of these shrines around the country dedicated to Mary, cathedrals, chapels, shrines, grottoes. And many of them had miraculous stories to them. But unfortunately, I wasn't able to tell all of those stories in my first travel book. So I decided, let's just do a separate book that's dedicated to Mary and include as many chapels and shrines as we could. Well, in reading history of our Catholic faith, we know of the European shrines and basilicas and cathedrals dedicated to Our Lady, hundreds and hundreds of years old. And here in the United States, while we aren't as old, there are some shrines dedicated to our mother. 
Well, right from the beginnings of this country. What's the oldest shrine that you highlight in your book? Uh, The oldest shrine that I highlight in the book is in St. Augustine, Florida. And as most readers probably know, the Spaniards arrived in St. Augustine in 1565. On September 8th, 1565, uh, September 8th is the feast day of the Nativity of Mary. They offered the first Mass at St. Augustine. And that's one reason why St. Augustine is considered the birthplace of Christianity in America. It is around around 1600 that uh, the Spaniards at St. Augustine erected the first chapel, the first shrine to Mary. And that was to Our Lady of La Leche, and that means Our Lady of the Milk and Happy Delivery. Uh, that shrine is no longer standing, and somehow that statue got lost over over the centuries. But they do have a beautiful, gorgeous little shrine on grounds, and um, at, and it's dedicated to Our Lady of La Leche. And a lot of couples who are having trouble conceiving will go to this shrine and pray before the statue. It's a statue of Mary nursing the baby mm. Jesus. And they will ask for the gift of a child. And many times the, the request comes back in the form of twins. They are doubly blessed. Wow. That's just some of what you will read about if you pick up Mary's Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America. It is out by our Sunday visitor. Marion Amberg is the author, and she's joining us today. Well, we, I talked about some of these great shrines around the world and the apparitions that are dedicated to our Blessed Mother. Many people think of a Lord's, also Fatima, but some people forget, well, there is an approved Marian apparition right here in the United States. Of course, it is also featured in your book. Tell us about Champion, Wisconsin. Oh, that is a great, great place. Mm-hmm. So, in um, that that was uh, that area was basically settled uh, by by Belgians who had immigrated to America. And in 1859, Adele Brees she she came to America with her parents and her family. She was walking through some woods, and she all of a sudden she saw this this image of a lady and you know she was really startled and she didn't know what it was and and all of a sudden you know that the image disappeared well she had a total of three apparitions of mary and um many many healings have taken place at at this place so if the the shrine is dedicated to our lady of good help and she has been a very good help to many people who come there to pray for whatever, for whatever reason. Um, it could be a healing or somebody is crippled to be healed. It could be finances. It could, it could be anything. Mm. Wow, that is uh, so amazing. And again, does it take a big overseas airplane trip to get you there? Well, you just got to have a little sense of adventure. Hit the road. Marion Amberg joining us today. We're talking about wonderful Marian shrines and chapels and special places dedicated to our Blessed Mother. Well, here in Portland, 
We know well and love our little piece of heaven that can be found at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother. Holding relics of St. Peregrine, folks come from all over to visit the grotto. And Marion, well, you featured our beautiful grotto in your book. Tell us more about it, because I think you've got a little bit of a story that many of us are not familiar with. What I like about the grotto is the story, the, the story that goes back to 1892, when little Peter Mayer, he was living up in Ontario, Canada, his mother was dying. His mother had just given birth to a baby girl, but she was dying. And, and little Peter, you know, nine years old, he had big fat tears running down his cheeks. He ran to the local church, St. Mary's Church, and he, he knelt and he prayed and he said, Mary... If you save my mother, I will do something great for the church. So he made this big, bold promise. you got to remember, he's just nine years old. Mm -hmm. This big, big, bold promise he would do something great. Well, his mother lived, his baby sister lived. And what's so unique about the grotto, other than the ground, is that Peter Mayer, he honored his nine-year-old promise. He joined the Servite, and he took the name Father Ambrose. And so in 1923, he found this railroad property, and he it cost $48,000. He had 3000 to put down as a down payment. He stuck out his neck in faith, and he and the Blessed Mother got the property. And it was about a year later that the grotto was dedicated It's just a a fantastic story that no matter how old or young or whatever state we are in life, we can turn to the Blessed Mother and ask for her help. Oh, for sure. And as I said, it is our little piece of heaven right here in the heart of Portland, just kind of as a, a light to well, an area so in need of our mother's love. You know, there are many lights like the grotto around the country. Kind of just let our listeners know how you break open this book. So that way, well, every area practically of the United States, well, it has a dedication to our Blessed Mother. I break the book down into seven geographic regions. I start with the Northeast region. And one of my favorite uh, shrines there is the Basilica of Our Lady of Victory, and that was built by Venerable Nelson Baker. And then from there, I go down to the southeastern part of the country, and then up to the Midwest, where, of course, we have Champion in Wisconsin. Well, hopefully our listeners are intrigued. Maybe they want to plan a little bit of a pilgrimage, so to speak, and try to hit as many of these amazing sites as possible. Where are they going to be able to get a copy? Well, for sure, they can get a copy at the Grotto and right there in Portland. It's available from Catholic bookstores, um, online from Our Sunday Visitor, also online from other retailers. Um, So it just matters. Just Google or run into your... Uh, local Christian bookstore. Well, that sounds perfect. Make it real easy so that way, well, people can hit the road and find Marion Shrines across the country. Marion, I sure appreciate your time today. It was such a wonderful book. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. 
And again, that is Marion Amberg. The name of the book, Mary's Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America. I will be sure to include links to where you can get a copy for yourself. Also find Marion's first book, Monuments, Marvels, and Miracles, A Traveler's Guide to Catholic America. You're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And it is 7.53 at Mater Day Radio. One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. If you have an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio. Really quick and easy, just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. It'll take you to the main page. Fill out a couple pieces of information there. You're good to go, and a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Matraday Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at matradayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Francis Speaks, from the Franciscan Missionary Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows. Guard against all pride, vanity, envy, avarice, the cares and worries of this world, distraction, and complaining. And if you do not have book learning, do not be eager to acquire it, but pursue instead what you should desire above all else, namely, to have the Spirit of the Lord and His grace working in you, to pray always with purity of heart, and to have humility, patience in persecution and infirmity, and to love those who persecute, rebuke, and slander you. Because the Lord says, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Blessed are those who are persecuted in the cause of uprightness. The kingdom of heaven is theirs. Anyone who stands firm to the end will be saved. A reflection from Through the Year with Francis of Assisi by Father Murray Bodo. Learn more at olpretreat.org. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to your next mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. It's good to the very last drop, the morning blend on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 7.56 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. As a special gift to you, our listeners, Brenda and I are just going to talk for the next 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is, we are getting ready for a big, it feels like the countdown to the new year. That's right. It's the countdown to the new season. So we are exactly 30 seconds now away from the beginning of summer, 7.57. So what are you going to do today? 
for your big summer plans? Oh, for my big summer plans, I'm going to go home and take a nap. <laughs> but uh, then, that's exciting. Uh, but then I always go to our favorite place in the backyard, our back patio. It is beautiful and warm. It's going to be a great day to just sit outside and enjoy the summer weather. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Summer is here. Thank you. Hello, Summer. Look at it. It's a little breezy outside as the summer blows in. That's great. I love it. Uh, Here we go. Let's enjoy the summer months. And we have a saint of the day. Hey, everyone. I'm Ethan with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today, we celebrate the feast of St. John Rigby, a man who joked in the face of death and became one of England's most memorable martyrs. John was born in 1570 near Lancashire, England. Few details of his early life are known to us. The story of the events leading up to his death, however, are not too different from the stories of many Catholic martyrs in England during that era. In the mid-1500s, there was a large movement toward Protestantism in England and an equally strong backlash against those who remained faithful Catholics. Regulations became more and more anti-Catholic as the years went on, and by the time John was an adult, anyone who professed to being a Roman Catholic was treated as a traitor and a threat. In the first year of the 17th century, John was working as a steward in the household of Sir Edmund Huddleston, a prominent Protestant family. That didn't protect them from suspicion, though. Sir Edmund's daughter was suspected of recusancy, that is, the disloyalty to the Reformed Church of England. Since Sir Edmund's daughter was sick at the time, John was sent in her stead to beg the patients of the court and testify on her behalf. What seemed like a simple task quickly became more complicated. One of the officials on the case had a vendetta against John and started asking about his faith. John was Catholic and when questioned directly, could only respond with the truth. He refused to take the oath of supremacy, which would have required him to renounce his loyalty to his faith and was subsequently arrested and shipped off to Newgate Prison in London. Before he was formally tried, however, the authorities wanted to see if they could find out about more Catholics from John. His hair was cut off and he was scorched against an open oven to torture the information out of him. He gave up nothing and more than that, was cheerful enough to pay the barber and laugh about the ordeal. Upon further investigation, the court discovered that John was far from a perfect Catholic. He admitted that he had conformed to Protestantism at first, but was later brought back into the Roman Catholic faith. He signed a written confession stating that he had not been to a Protestant church in three years and had no intention of returning. Several more attempts were made to get John to change his tune, but he remained resolute and was officially sentenced to death by hanging and quartering. Despite the dire circumstances, he seemed all too happy to face his end. When the day of his execution came, he was asked some questions for documentation purposes, including whether or not he was married. He jokingly replied, I am a bachelor, and more than that, I am a maid, playing off the fact that he worked as a steward. He was taken to the gallows, and after one more attempt to get him to betray other Catholics, brutally executed before the public. He was 30 years old. John wasn't what many people would think of as the ideal Catholic. He had only converted from Protestantism a few years before his death. But then again, God doesn't discriminate. All are called at every stage of life, and through even seemingly unsuitable instruments, he does great things in unexpected places. St. John Rigby, pray for us. Awaken the Saint is made in partnership by Spoke Street Media and Awaken Catholic. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. 
To mark World Refugee Day on June 20th, Pope Francis urged continued prayer and action and multinational companies, including Amazon and Microsoft, pledged to collectively hire more than 250,000 refugees in Europe. Among the companies taking action in support of refugees, 41 companies pledged at the 10th European Business Summit in Paris to collectively hire 250,000 refugees over the next three years, according to a June 19th press release by the summit. Now, Amazon committed to hiring 5,000 refugees with a special emphasis on hiring Ukrainian women. According to CNN, Amazon announcement to hire 5,000 refugees in Europe comes after an earlier announcement to hire another 5,000 refugees in the U.S. by the end of 2024. Caritas Europa, a Catholic relief organization, marked the day by issuing a press release lamenting the recent deadly refugee shipwreck off the coast of Greece and called for European governments to preserve refugee access and the right to asylum. Well, Gannett, the largest newspaper publisher in the United States, is suing Google, alleging the tech giant holds a monopoly over the digital ad market. Publisher of USA Today and more than 200 local publications filed the lawsuit in a New York federal court yesterday seeking unspecified damages. Gannett argues in court documents that Google controls how publishers buy and sell ads online. Google controls about a quarter of the U.S. digital advertising market with Meta, Amazon, and TikTok combining for another third, according to eMarketer. News publishers and other websites combined for the other roughly 40%. Earlier this year, the Justice Department and eight states sued Google, accusing the company of harming competition with its dominance in the online advertising market and similarly calling for it to be broken up. The alleged gunman who fired into a crowd killing two people at a Washington State music festival on Saturday was stationed at a U.S. Army base in western Washington, law enforcement officials said on Tuesday. James Kelly, 26 years old, of Joint Base Lewis-McCord, was booked into the Grant County Jail on Tuesday on investigation of two counts of murder, two counts of assault, and one count of domestic violent assault. Grant County Sheriff Joe Creedy said in a Facebook post, the law enforcement officer shot him Saturday, and he was being treated at a hospital until Tuesday, the sheriff said. The shooting killed two people and wounded two others in an area where people were camping for the Beyond Wonderland Electronic Dance Music Festival at the Gorge Amphitheater. Now, Joint Base Lewis McCord Lieutenant Colonel Mike Burns said in a statement Tuesday that the command is aware of the allegations against Kelly. Burns said Kelly is a joint fire support specialist assigned to the 75th Ranger Regiment at the military base. So a restaurant in California has been ordered to pay $140,000 in back wages and damages to employees after it hired a fake priest to extract workers' confessions in what federal investigators are calling the most shameless acts of corruption an employer has taken against its staff. The U.S. Department of Labor said an employee testified that owner Shea Garibaldi, who operates two locations of Taqueria Garibaldi in Northern California, hired a fake priest to hear confessions during work hours and, quote, get the sins out, including asking them if they had been late for work, stolen money from the restaurant, or had bad intentions toward their employer. 
Now, the Catholic Diocese of Sacramento confirmed that they found no evidence of any connection between the fake priest and their diocese. While we don't know who the person in question was, we are completely confident he was not a priest of the Diocese of Sacramento, a diocese spokesman told the Catholic News Agency. This is one of the strangest stories I have heard in a while. And when I first read the story, I thought, oh, maybe it was like some kind of a restaurant gimmick, a comedian who, right. you know, would go around and say, you know, make jokes about confession or something, but that sounds like this was in earnest and he was trying to get information yeah. back from the employees. From employees, yeah, really uh, an odd deal. Well, Legacy Health has announced that the Mount Hood Family Birth Center in Gresham will reopen today. It's been closed for nearly three months since March 17th. The birth facility at Mount Hood Medical will be staffed 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It will accommodate all patients receiving care at the Mount Hood Women's Health Clinic, which is located in the Mount Hood campus. Legacy said in a news release on Monday evening. Back in January, Legacy announced that it would close the birth center due to a worker shortage and financial losses and also cited a lower number of births at the facility. Legacy moved forward with the closure in March despite significant opposition from health care providers, members of the community who voiced their concerns. Legacy has since announced reopening dates multiple times over the past few months, but has delayed the center's reopening each time. Most recently, the birth center was expected to be operational again on June 13th. However, that was paused because the Oregon Health Authority and the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services requested additional information prior to approving the birth center's new operating plan. So if you're in labor today on that side of town, you got a place to go. In sports, two more teams have been eliminated from the College Baseball World Series in Omaha, Nebraska. Oral Roberts is out after losing to TCU 6-1 yesterday. Also gone is Tennessee. The Vols fell to LSU 5-0 last night. So four teams now remain. Today, second seed Florida takes on TCU at 11 this morning. The Gators need just one win in two to advance to the championship. Same goes for top seed Wake Forest, who plays LSU at four this afternoon. Exciting to Mm, see that. Down to the final four. St. Aloysius Gonzaga worked tirelessly for the sick in Rome, caring for those who were dying from the plague. Not surprisingly, St. Aloysius contracted the plague and was dying by the age of 23. And today, we celebrate his feast day. And while on his deathbed, Aloysius wrote this heartfelt letter to his mom, assuring her of his final destination. It's a beautiful letter and reminds us that while death can be sad, it is also a source of great joy that lasts for eternity. Here's just a part of the actual letter that St. Aloysius Gonzaga wrote to his mother. Nice. He said, God is calling me to eternal rest. His voice from heaven invites me to the infinite bless I have sought so languidly and promises me this reward for the tears I have so seldom said. And our parting will not be for long. We shall see each other again in heaven. We shall be united with our Savior. There we shall praise him with heart and soul, sing of his mercies forever, 
and enjoy eternal happiness. I write all this with the one desire that you and all my family may consider my departure a joy and favor, and that you especially may speed with a mother's blessing my passage across the waters till I reach the shore to which all hope Mm, belongs. Beautiful. Oh, amen. To be able to find that kind of joy in your own death and to think, of course, of your mother to to pray you on your way. In fact, uh, Pope Francis tweeted today, Today we recall St. Aloysius Gonzaga, patron of Catholic youth, a young man full of love for God and neighbor who died very young here in Rome because he was taking care of plague victims. I entrust the young people of the entire world to his intercession. St. Aloysius Gonzaga, Mm, pray pray for for us. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday, it looks like it's going to be a great evening at 7 o'clock for the StandUpGirl.com Summer Family Night at the Ballpark at Hillsborough Hop Stadium. All are invited to join the StandUpGirl.com Foundation for Star Wars Night at Hillsborough Hop Stadium. Meet the characters of Star Wars, see the hops take on the Everett Aqua Squad, and free fireworks after the game. You can find more details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, MonsterDayRadio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. You ever been to Gonzaga University in Spokane? Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, a few of my kids stayed there before because they have the big life team conference, uh, Steubenville Northwest. Oh, nice. They're at the campus. They stay right there on uh, at the dorms. So it's a beautiful place. Hey, we have a homily. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm all choked up. We have a homily highlight coming up. It's right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and Parish, in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. 
During June, Matraday Radio unites with Catholics around the world to start the summer by honoring the most sacred heart of Jesus. Grow closer to Christ during this special time through our three daily broadcast of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and a wide variety of inspiring spiritual reflections. Matraday Radio is also honored to take your specific intentions to the most sacred heart of Jesus through our powerful prayer hotline. Share your personal requests with our dedicated prayer team right now by clicking the pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and matradayradio.com or call the prayer hotline directly, 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737 and let us pray for you throughout the month of June as we lead souls into the most sacred heart of Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary at Matraday Radio. And it is 813 at Day Radio. Welcome to summer. Today, the first day, sunny skies, high of 76 degrees. Mostly clear tonight, low of 54. And then sunny, even warmer tomorrow, a high of 85. Currently, it is 51 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church up in Woodland, Washington. And 51 degrees at St. Mary's Church in Albany. Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. And today's homily highlight from Father Ralph Recker up at St. Mary's Catholic Church in beautiful Mount Angel, Oregon. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve disciples are these. First, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon, the son of Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent them out after instructing them thus, Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord. Did you ever want to be A superhero, Batman, Wonder Woman, Captain America, 
I wanted to have those superpowers. To fly like Superman, to run like the Flash, swim like Aquaman, or even just turn invisible. Well, in the gospel today, Jesus is passing out superpowers to his apostles. He gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and illness. He's been doing some of these things himself and attracting a lot of attention. In fact, crowds kept coming to him more than he could handle. So it was time to delegate some of his work. And yet, not all who came to him were sick or possessed. Some were just hungry, and not physically hungry, like the 5,000 that he fed with five loaves and two fish, but hungry for his teaching, hungry for the kingdom. They were ripe for harvest. They wanted to be part of the kingdom of God. If we look at salvation history, we could realistically say that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob were some of God's first seeds. And they grew and proliferated, but they ended up as slaves in Egypt. So I guess we could call the leading of the Israelites out of captivity as the first reaping. And what a dramatic harvest it was. We all know the story of the plagues and the Passover before the actual passing through the Red Sea. God says, I bore you up on eagles' wings and brought you here to myself. He took them from Egypt so that they might be his own special possession, his chosen people, a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. But they blew it. They went astray like a flock of sheep without a shepherd, troubled and abandoned. They needed to be gathered in and harvested again. And this time, God was sending out the ultimate shepherd, the royal reaper, his own son, who was actually consubstantial with himself. And not only does God send them Jesus, but he then dies for them. That's what Paul is telling us about in his letter to the Romans. That's how God shows his incredible love for them and for us. That while we are still sinners, Christ dies for us. Think about it. Look at what God did for the Jews while they were slaves. Out of love, he bore them up on eagles' wings. He freed them. And then when they were slaves again to sin and therefore also death, he saves them again. And this time, not just by bearing them up, but by being born up on the cross and dying for them. And this time, he saved them from even death. That is what the people were hungry for. They were ripe to be brought into the kingdom of God. And guess what? The work is not done. 
People have strayed again. Jesus is calling us today as surely as he called the first 12 apostles. The harvest is plenty again, and the laborers are few again. He may not give us the power to heal with a touch, and hopefully we won't need to drive out any demons, but we can help with the harvest. We are going to receive the body of Christ in a few minutes, but we're not meant to hoard that all to ourselves. We are supposed to share it. And it may not give us the superpower to fly, but it gives us the mystical power to be one with Jesus, to be Christ to the world. We will be the ultimate superheroes. We should be able to do some super harvesting. So let's get busy. Let's fill this beautiful old barn of St. Mary's Church with a harvest of hungry souls. Let's bring them into the super kingdom of heaven. And that is today's homily highlight from Father Ralph Recker. He's the pastor at St. Mary's Catholic Church in beautiful Mount Angel, Oregon. And as you pray that holy sacrifice of the mass you listen to that here at mater day radio you can also tap into the incredible power of prayer with mater day radio and the celebration and prayer of the chaplet of divine mercy and of course the sacred mysteries of christ and our lady in the holy rosary do you have a more specific prayer request? Well, why not share it with our powerful prayer team? Just call our prayer hotline or go online and complete a form. There is no need that is too small or too large for our Lord. And if a loved one or someone you know has passed away recently, you may also share their name with Mater Day Radio so we can unite in prayer for the repose of their soul. Again, you can find all that information under the Power of Prayer link you'll find at the top of the page at materdayradio.com. You'll also have access to our beautiful prayer library on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, this is Tim Staples, Senior Apologist with Catholic Answers and an adult convert to the Catholic faith. Inviting Mater Day radio listeners to join me for the 50th annual Summer Institute in Catholic Teaching at Our Lady of Peace Retreat Center. As one of this year's speakers, I'm going to discuss some of the whys behind our Catholic faith, such as why be Catholic? How is man saved? I'll talk about Luther's most important question and what's all the fuss about Mary and more. I'll be there, and I hope you will too. Join Tim Staples, the Dominican Sisters of Mary, Mother of the Eucharist, Father Theodore Lang, and Bishop Peter Smith during this life-changing spiritual and educational retreat, July 10th through the 14th 
at our Lady of Peace Retreat in Beaverton. For all the details and how to register, visit olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. Hello, Bill Lemire here from the Labore Society. Did you know that Labore has now rescued close to 400 Catholic vocations from the barrier of student loan debt? Labore envisions a culture where vocations to priesthood and religious life will never be lost to student loan debt. Our vision, of course, depends on the generosity of devoted Catholics like you. Please visit rescuevocations.org to learn how you can help us strengthen the future of the Catholic Church. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 826 at Mater Day Radio. Search continues for a missing sub. We'll have the story in the news. And its dollar value is unknown, but sentimentally, it's priceless. And now the cross worn by Pope Benedict is in the hands of a thief. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Cooper Ray and sing Alleluia. We are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. We bless your name for your faithfulness, your love, your mercy, your righteousness. You are welcome in this place.
Cooper Ray and sing Alleluia. It is 8.30 at Mantra Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In your news this hour, a pectoral cross bequeathed by the late Pope Benedict XVI to a parish in his native Bavaria has been stolen from the church where it was on display. According to Catholic News Agency, unknown perpetrators broke open a display case on the wall of St. Oswald's Church in the city of Traunstein during daylight hours on Monday. Now, police said cash was also stolen from the cast register of a literature stand in the church. The value of the cross to the Catholic Church is not quantifiable, the police said. According to a spokesman for the Archdiocese of Munich and Friesing, the late pontiff celebrated his first Mass as a newly ordained priest at St. Oswald's in 1951. After the renovation in 2020, the cross was exhibited in the now broken display case. Oh, what a shame. I'm sad to hear that. Um, But knowing that there was also money stolen, perhaps they didn't realize what it was and just saw, you know, a gold cross thinking it was worth some money. Little light is shining through the window, lets me know everything's all right. First day of summer is here. It arrived at 7.57 a.m. Uh, we were here. We counted it down. It was like a countdown to the new year. It was indeed. Well, you know what that means. The city of Portland's outdoor pools, they are open for business today. That will And they will remain open through August 27th. Now, the outdoor pools include Creston, Grant, Ida B. Wells, Barnett, Montevilla, Peninsula, Pier, and Selwood. So admission is first come, first serve. Pool capacities will vary based on current staffing levels. If you have capacity questions, hours of operation, swim lessons, more, you just want to reach out to your neighborhood pool directly, find out. Daily admission prices vary depending on age, but usually run in that 4 to $5 range, and you can get 20 visit passes 
they're available that will give you a little bit of a discount. So it is always a wonderful sign that summer has arrived when you can go to the outdoor pools. Did you guys have any outdoor pools that you go to in the area back in the day? Back in the day, grow up growing up in sunny Southern California, we would go to Washington Park pool. Yeah. There was a little pool. I don't think it's still there. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I doubt that it is. But that was the park that we used to go to. And I can remember getting like a safety pin clip where yeah, we could I put did. our stuff in the, into the net. Yeah. And then we hung it up or gave it back to them. And they gave us a little safety pin clip that we right. put on their bathing suit. And then we'd go swim and then come back and get our netted bag and uh, turn in our safety clip. That must have been the way they did it back then because the same thing. Is that the same yeah, thing too? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, it should be a fun summer. What's even more fun, I think, too, that we used to do a lot is take kids to the fountains. Oh, yeah, right. Just get out there and run around and uh, play in those fountains. Good it's times. a good time also. Mm-hmm. A year ahead of the culmination of the U.S. Bishop's three-year Eucharistic Revival Initiative, the efforts have received a blessing from Pope Francis. In a private audience on June 19th, the Holy Father extended his apostolic blessing on the 10th National Eucharistic Congress that will take place from July 17th to the 21st, 2024, and on the monstrance that about 50 pilgrims will carry into the event. The U.S. bishops launched the National Eucharistic Revival Initiative in 2021. The first year was focused on the diocesan level. The second year, which launched earlier this month, is focused on the parish level. The final phase begins in May 2024, when 48 perpetual pilgrims spread out at four separate locations across the country will embark on a two-month pilgrimage to Indianapolis for the start of the National Eucharistic Congress. Francis called the Congress a significant moment in the life of the U.S. Church. Bishop Andrew Cousins of Crookston, chair of the National Eucharistic Congress, said Pope Francis' blessing on the Congress and monstrance is a wonderful gift. Cousin said there are already 25,000 people signed up for the Congress so far. He envisions reaching 75,000, potentially more. Wow. Well, the U.S. Coast Guard says a Canadian aircraft has detected underwater noises during the search for a submersible that vanished while taking five people down to the wreck of the Titanic. As a result of the noises detected by the Canadian P-3 aircraft, search efforts have been relocated. Those searches had not found anything but are continuing. Rescuers have been racing against the clock because even under the best of circumstances, the vessel could run out of oxygen by Thursday morning. In addition to an international array of ships and planes, an underwater robot had started searching in the vicinity of the Titanic, and there was a push to get salvage equipment to the scene in case the sub is found. The submersible had a four-day oxygen supply when it was put to sea around 6 a.m. Sunday, according to David Kincannon, an advisor to OceanGate Expeditions, with, which oversaw the mission. So apparently yesterday they were hearing like a, a bang every like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so they thought, well, you know, maybe let's, we'll let's pray check, that it yeah, is. check it out and see. More ships have arrived this morning, too, in the search Excellent. effort. So we'll see. I've been praying. Those our yeah. listeners maybe join me today. Prayers to St. Anthony for his intercession to find yeah. these lost people. 
Well, Oregon state lawmakers returned to Salem on Tuesday and worked at a frenzied speed to make their way through a pile of policy and budget bills that piled up during the six-week legislative walkout. OPB reports one of the big-ticket items on that list, a $1 billion commitment to fund Oregon's share of the mega project to replace the Interstate 5 bridge over the Columbia River connecting Portland and Vancouver. The Joint Committee on Ways and Means approved funding for the project. Oregon and Washington have a chance to leverage state funding to qualify for up to $2.5 billion in federal funding through the Infrastructure Investment and Job Acts. Washington state lawmakers recently approved a $1 billion commitment on the project. The project is estimated to cost about $6.3 billion in total. Now both states will apply for that federal funding. Mm. It sounds like we are at a, you know, past the no go, no go <laughs> point. This yeah, is definitely a go. So yeah. uh, let's uh, let's just keep that momentum going. And... I hear you're going to make up any shortfall they have. Yeah, so that's I'm nice gonna, of you. I'm going to try <laughs> to get good. I want, I hopefully they'll put one of those big coin uh, gathering things where you can just reach out and toss your coin and, you and try to make a bucket into it. That's good. That's a good idea. I'm sure that'll help. Uh, sports, no rest for the weary when it comes to the Portland Timbers. Portland hosts Chicago Fire FC tonight. Providence Park, start time 7.30. This will be the second of three matches in eight days for the Timbers who entertain New York City FC on Saturday evening. Now the Fire have a quick turnaround too, heading to Kansas City on Saturday, but they have had more time off prior to tonight's match, having last played on June 10th. Portland, on the other hand, was at San Jose this past Saturday where they battled the earthquake to a 0-0 draw. Timbers, though, have not allowed a goal in their last three matches. On June 20th, the Synod of Bishops published a working document that is supposed to guide the first session of the Synod on the Church scheduled for October of this year. This instrumentum laboris, which is Latin for instrument of a work, is intended to help the synodal assemblies, 370 members in their reflection on a more welcoming and missionary church. The authors of the document also explain that the October assembly is not expected to result in any concrete proposals, but for one, a schematic presentation on how to carry out discernment during the synod. Entitled Conversations in the Spirit, this method proposes a spiritual journey alternating moments of silence, prayer, and listening with moments of dialogue and identification of the steps that the Spirit is calling us to take. The diagram in the text explains this method of conversation in the Spirit and outlines four stages and four moments of prayer. First, it begins with a personal preparation in prayer with the Holy Spirit to meditate one's future contribution on the issue being discerned. Then comes the meeting in which begins with a moment of silence, prayer, and includes listening to the word of God together. Then each one shares what has resonated most with him or her or what has aroused the most resistance. And then lastly, after a further period of prayer and silence, a dialogue takes place on the basis of what has emerged earlier in order to discern and gather the fruit of the conversation with the Spirit. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
This Saturday at 9 a.m. is a weekly Catholic in Recovery meeting at St. Matthew's Parish Hall in Hillsboro. Catholic in Recovery is now meeting at St. Matthew's Parish every Saturday. These are available to anyone dealing with any kind of addiction or unhealthy attachment used in connection with a faithful practice of the sacraments. There is great spiritual fruit in these meetings. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar. You'll find it under the Get Involved menu at materdayradio.com. Of course, you also have access to it with an integrated map system on the Hail Mary media app. Well, in the name of alliteration, we're turning Tech Tuesday into Website Wednesday. I love that how one. You, how do you like that? I like so. it very much. That's why you are who you are, David. <laughs> That's it. So, Sarah Kinsey, she's going to join us after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Obedience has never been easy or popular. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. In monastic life, each monk gives obedience to the abbot and the community. The fundamental obedience for St. Benedict, however, is simply obedience to God's will, a basic Christian virtue. The rule of St. Benedict emphasizes obedience as imitation of Christ, who came not to do his own will, but the will of the Father in loving trust, even unto death. In a monastic community and in your own life, obedience simply means following the will of God and fulfilling our vocation to the best of our ability. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E MinuteMonk.com. Obedience is a paradox. In its practice, we find our surest path to freedom. Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. And it is 844 at Modern Day Radio on this very first day of summer. Sunny skies, high of 76 degrees, mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 54. Thursday, sunny, even warmer, high of 85. Then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 
it couldn't be nicer. <laughs> I am Just so excited. Mostly sunny skies, highs right around 79, 80 degrees. That's pretty sweet. That's pretty sweet. That's why we love summertime in the Pacific Northwest. Currently, it is 53 degrees at the St. Vincent de Paul Center in Vancouver. And 54 degrees at St. Agatha Church in Portland. Well, coming off of a long week and we had to ship Tech Tuesday to what you call now, David? Website Wednesday. A website Wednesday. I love the sound of that. Sarah Kenzie is the digital media manager here at Monterey Radio joining us for a website Wednesday. How do you like that, Sarah? Good morning. I like that very much. Good morning to you both, too. Hey, happy summer to you. Happy summer. I'm just so excited that summer's here. (laughs) So when you think of summer, Brenda and I were talking about this this morning. We were talking about what is the thing that you like to do best during the summer. Is there one thing that kind of resonates with you? Like I said, for me, it was like we love to go to outdoor summer concerts in the evening. That's always such a, a wonderful yes. thing mm-hmm. for summer. So what 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 and say for, you? Yeah, and yeah. for me, Brenda? it was a really nice uh, riverfront meal. Yeah. Sitting oh, out there, nice. enjoying a drink out there on the waterfront, just watching the river roll by. <laughs> so for you... Oh, man, there's so many things. I think just having gatherings outside, whether it's meeting up at a restaurant and you're eating outside or... You're just over at somebody's house and you're just in the yard. And I just love being outside all the time. So, yeah, I think just gathering with friends outside. Outside is the key because all of these, all of our things involve being outside. Because I think during the winter, winter months, you're, you know, obviously indoors a lot more. So it's the outside. You know what some people might be doing this summer? In fact, I know down at uh, St. Paul's, it's the Oldest rotary road ro, uh, rodeo rodeo St. Yeah. Paul rodeo St. Paul St. Paul rodeo is great. That's going to be a great <laughs> event. Uh, I wonder if there were any priests that might be attending. David, maybe a priest that you recently <laughs> talked to. That's my, yeah, he might enjoy the rodeo. Oh. And Sarah, you've got that interview highlighted in today's email. Tell us more. That's right. So this is a uh, interview from the Morning Blend that David recently did with Father Bryce Lundgren, and he, um, his nickname is the Cowboy Priest. Yep. And I just love this interview so much. Uh, Father Bryce is a priest out in Wyoming. Every weekend, he does a 200 mile loop in his white Chevy truck to uh, serve mission parishes and. Um, He talks about his story, uh, which included some time here at Mount Angel, um, but really how he discovered, you know, uh, living from who he was and who God created him to be um, allowed him to, uh, you know, be fully who God intended and to and to serve as a priest in a better way. Um, And so he wrote this new book that David kind of previews with him um, just about, you know, the cowboy way and and how it really can be an inspiration for all of us and how, you know, I think all of us admire, you know, cowboys. There's something about it that's recognizable and that's admirable and, you know, that hard work and, um, you know, sense of, uh, you know, adventure and all of that. But, um, you know, how we can all learn from that. And he, uh, Father Bryce also uses this to kind of help people like him with that cowboy background see Catholicism through that lens. And so I thought of that as well. You know, we uh, we have a lot of farmers and ranchers in Oregon, and and I was like just thinking, oh, I know I know some people that might enjoy uh, this this interview a lot. So it's just a, just a great interview, David. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it just the whole visualization of that, just being out on the range in the outdoors, looking at God's beautiful creation. How could you not be filled with the faith and spirit?
Yeah. What's right. fun too, when I uh, was doing the podcast, getting the links set up for that, I looked up Father Bryce. There's a picture of him in his collar in a cowboy hat and holding the reins of a horse. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think during that interview, he told David to cowboy up. That's right. Cowboy That's right. up. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Kenzie is the media, digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, joining us today for a website Wednesday. I love that name. Along in that uh, email, you also highlight a show. I was very excited to see View from the Pew is highlighted this week. This was a fun show for the good deacon and I. Now, David, you remember a little while back, we did a second cup about the most Google searches on why do Catholics and then Google autofills. Well, we did that on View from the Pew, but the good deacon actually answered the question. Sarah, tell us a little more. That's fun. I thought, yes, I just thought that this uh, episode of You from the Pew was fantastic and um, really just answering, you know, some of those questions about uh, Mary and the saints and baptism and uh, just just some of those, like you said, those most common questions that people have. Um, so if you're listening and maybe you're not Catholic and you're just curious, you know, why why do Catholics do do those things? Or maybe you are Catholic and no one ever told you some of these things. I think sometimes, you know, if you've grown up Catholic, uh, maybe you just sometimes forget to explain some of those things because they're just kind of part of what we do, but uh, it's important for all of us to know the reason why behind um, our our own practices. So uh, just love this interview. I mean, you're both so fun to listen to, and we get a little uh, life update, I think, from you both as well, and uh, it's just a great episode. You find out why the good deacon and I got amnesia. <laughs> That's what we talk about that, too. And uh, yeah, of course, if, if you Google, why do Catholics, you come up with all of these possible things that can go into place right off the bat. Why do Catholics pray to Mary? Uh, now, of course, Dick and Scott did not know what the questions were going to be, too. That was the other oh, fun I thing, like too. That. That's cool. He yeah. was a little on the hot seat, too, trying to come up with these answers. So he can be uh, fact-checked by all of our priests here, and uh, <laughs> you can send me an email to let me know if he got it right or wrong. <laughs> Sounded Sarah- pretty good to me. <laughs> Sarah Kenzie, uh, along with that email, we've got some more things coming up. Remind our listeners what they're going to find if they open up the email coming to their inbox this afternoon. That's right. So uh, kind of going off of, you know, all of us as Catholics learning more about um, about our faith, uh, there are uh, several resources in the Hail Mary media app that I just wanted to rem- remind people of. So, for instance, if they heard Deacon Scott and, and you, Brenda, talking about Mary, our Blessed Mother, and they thought, oh, you know, that's interesting. I want to learn more. Uh, we have a whole section of the app that you can visit uh, to learn more. And so I just want to remind people um, in the study or faith section, uh, we have collections of different interviews, uh, mostly from the Morning Blend, but some from other shows as well um, that go into some of these topics. And uh, also you can go to The Bridge, which has more kind of lifestyle pieces. Um, But both of those are really great resources. If you just are thinking, I want to really dive into a certain topic like Mary or the Eucharist or the saints, Um, or the sacraments, lots of things like that are available in the Hail Mary Media app. Hey, one thing I was going to remember or remind folks, too, is my my podcast, On the Go. Yes. The most recent one, I I had a wonderful time sitting down and talk with Danny Schaffler, who is a wonderful musician here in the Portland area. He was the music instructor out of Valley Catholic High for many years. This weekend, 
he has the Lake Oswego Festival of the Arts. That is this oh, weekend. Exciting. He, yeah, he curates the music for that. So if you want to listen to that podcast, it'll give you a really good insight into this weekend's festival too. So just uh, just a little reminder there. Oh, that's, that's perfect. Talk about an outdoor concert yep. to welcome yeah. summer. That'll <laughs> be a go. great thing to do. So all the information, you're going to find it if you open up today's email. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. Happy summer. Thank you. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me for this prayer to St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section of the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for praying with Mater Dei Radio leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you. Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Modern Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. Well, I don't know if you could ask for a better first day of summer forecast. Sunny skies, high 76 degrees, clear overnight tonight, low of 54, and then... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mostly sunny skies, highs anywhere from the mid-80s to the upper 70s. That's pretty nice. Currently 54 degrees in the Rose City. Closing out our show today, here's Curtis Stephen. No ordinary day. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I wake up so early in the morning I yawn and wipe the sleep from my eyes I wake to see the brand new day is dawning Filled up with new graces from on high Hope floats on the winds of the morning Birds singing for a God who does provide Dry eyes beneath the wings of eagles My heart beats, for it's great to be alive Hallelujah, we lift on 
feet hit the ground I'm bursting out with your spirit in excitement What was lost in your mercy has been found The trees are swaying to the rhythms of redemption Simple melodies with a beauty so profound Let all the world join with the choirs of angels The creation now resounds Hallelujah We lift our hands to heaven Hallelujah Let your praises fill the sky Hallelujah Each day a new adventure Hallelujah Lord be glorified It's no ordinary day is Curtis Steven and No Ordinary Day. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. The summer wind came blowing in from a... Ah, it did come blowing in this morning. This summer has arrived. David and Brenda with you on the morning blend. Thank you so much for joining us on this Full, first full day of summer. We got a full summer ahead. How about that? Oh, and let's enjoy every single day of it. Mm-hmm. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. Have a very blessed day.